Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living, a program designed to educate and inspire listeners throughout Indian country. American Indian and Alaska Native Living is hosted by Dr. David DeRose, a board-certified specialist in both internal medicine and preventive medicine. Dr. DeRose has a wide range of experience with Native health issues, and he is here today to help you learn more about your health. Here is Dr. DeRose. Welcome to American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We are doing another in a series of shows that I've really been enjoying. I trust you have been as well from the venue of the International ASI Conference. It is being held in Orlando, Florida. It is August of 2022 when we are recording the program. And sitting across from me is Dr. Eddie Ramirez. Dr. Ramirez has a uh, really... Uh, Vast experience when it comes to lifestyle medicine. He's a published researcher. He's worked with uh, leading health authorities, and he is now running as the executive director a very interesting operation called HealthWise Lifestyle Medicine. Dr. Ramirez, so glad to have you with us. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a privilege to be here with you at ASI. So, Eddie, Tell us a little bit about HealthWise, and first of all, spell it for us, because uh, that's where people get into trouble when they try to look it up, isn't it? That's right. So we are H-E-A-L-T-H, and then W-H-Y-S, HealthWise.com is how you're going to find us on the Internet. And basically, we are a nonprofit organization whose purpose is to spread and encourage people to make lifestyle changes. And we work with multiple organizations to make this happen. We also uh, publish different materials that people can access and uh, be able to learn how to take care of their bodies, improve longevity, improve quality of life, which is actually what our audience, I assume, is wanting to do. No question. I think everybody is interested in, in optimizing their health and you know, the amazing thing to me, Eddie, you know, having been in this area of lifestyle medicine myself for, for many years, is we focused so much on these uh, killer diseases like cancer, heart disease, stroke, and things that contribute to them, high blood pressure, diabetes. I mean, this was the, the realm of, of lifestyle medicine for so many years, but over the last several years, for obvious reasons, we've heard a lot more discussion about lifestyle medicine and infectious diseases. So it's not just the chronic diseases. So you're one of the people, what I really appreciate about what you've done is you've tried to take these lifestyle concepts and make it very easy for lay people and even children to understand the concepts. Tell us a little bit about some of the resources you've recently developed. Yeah. So uh, we wrote a book uh, called Pandemic Busters. And uh, that book talks about 22 things that we should be considering applying in our lives in order to improve our immunity. Uh, we have plenty of research today that points us how what we eat, how we sleep, how we control our emotions, um, how we are doing with our relationships, what choices we are doing regarding our sleep, our beverages, and so forth. When you put all those things combined, you will see that choices have a big impact on the outcome of many 
of the diseases that we're currently seeing. We saw that very clearly during the COVID-19 times, uh, how certain conditions would put people at very high risk to have severe COVID and complications and so forth. So, Unfortunately, I talk also about that in the book, uh, COVID-19 is not the last pandemic that we are, uh, uh, you know, going to have. Uh, sadly, there's other pandemics coming. And um, yeah, we deal about that, about how to be aware of this important information so that we can be among those people that are able to thrive during these difficult times. Tremendous stuff. And what I so love about the book, and I've got a copy here, I'm glad you brought it along. I'm looking here, Breathe to Heal, The Secret of Forest Bathing. And when I open this up, it's a full-color book. I mean, there's greenery, there's a Asian-themed illustration here speaking about the work in Japan, looking at well, tell us, what is forest bathing and why is it so important? Yeah, forest bathing is a cultural behavior of Japan. And that's the reason why we chose on that particular chapter the Asian topic. And basically it means that you spend time either just hanging around the forest or doing exercise. And the research is showing that certain um, trees, they secrete certain substances that as we are in that environment and as we breathe that, it actually stimulates the part of our immune system that had a lot to do, by the way, on COVID-19, our mm. innate immune system. And um, Japanese people, as you know, they're you know quite uh, inquirious type of people, so they have been able to do all this research about it. So it's not just like, oh, I feel good. good. No, <laughs> they have taken blood tests and been able to measure things, how it has a positive effect. Yeah, this is exciting stuff. And you've done that with so many different topics. Like you mentioned, 22 different areas. Everyone uh, beautifully illustrated. What I, I love is it just kind of draws you in. I'm, I'm opening here to this uh, thing on how we breathe. You've got a diagram of the respiratory system, uh, nose versus mouth breathing, fast facts about the lungs. So all these different, uh, what do they call them, call-out uh, right. boxes where they're giving little descriptions and different strategies. So how has this been received? How has the general public liked the book? They have been receiving this fantastically great. We're actually on our third print. Oh, wow. Our, our last print was 20,000, and 10,000 were gone in a matter of weeks. And this book is actually being translated into 15 languages. No way. So 15 languages? 15 languages as we speak. That's right. So actually, you can visit uh, the website HealthWise, again, H E A L T H and W H Y S dot store, uh -huh. S T O R E, and then go to free downloads. You can literally download for free many of the chapters of this book. And currently, you will find there that the Russian is there, Swahili is there, Spanish is there, Portuguese is there, English is there, and so forth. And the list keeps on growing. 
Well, I'm just amazed. So do people approach you and say they want to translate this book? You know, whenever people from outside or some that live here in America that are foreigners see this book, they say, I want this book in uh -huh. my language. Uh -huh. So <laughs> they take the, the commitment to make it a, a reality. And, you know, the blessing of the Internet, you know, you put something here and everybody worldwide is able to have access to this type of information. And uh, this book is not about COVID-19. It has a lot to do with it, but it's not about that. It's about immunity. And as you mentioned to you, we are seeing a tremendous resurgence of infectious diseases. Mm. We thought by the time we reached the 1940s, 1930s, with the advent of things uh, such as hygiene principles, with the advent of things such as antibiotics, with the advent of things such as vaccination for the common diseases, if you see graphically, a tremendous decrease of infectious diseases started to occur. But something started to occur around the 1960s, 1970s, and these are called the emerging infectious diseases. Mm. We started seeing at different groups of infectious diseases that we had never seen before or diseases that we thought we had an under control, for example, tuberculosis, mm -hmm. and they started coming up. New diseases, for example, such as AIDS. Right, right. If you go back before 1986, nobody had ever heard about HIV. And today, sadly, 36 million people have died of this tremendous devastating epidemic. That's just only one. By the time we reached the 1970s, there were about 30 diseases we had never ever heard about them, including things such as Ebola, including things such as Lyme disease, including things like Marburg, including things like Mad Cow's disease, and the list goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. The book talks about those things. Very good. Okay, so Pandemic Busters is this book. It's been out for a little while. I know we featured it previously on American Indian and Alaska Native Living Radio. One of the interesting things about this book, um, you talk not just, as we've already been pointing out, not just about diet and exercise, but you also give a lot of practical things about, well, how we can avoid contracting illness. You have a chapter here, uh, what are zoonoses and why do they matter? Tell us a little bit about that, because I think, you know, that's something that uh, Native Americans, it's interesting to me, as I've talked with people throughout Indian country, I typically hear things like, well, you know, historically we didn't domesticate animals, you know. That's right. <laughs> and in fact, I know in some tribal traditions, you know, certain animals are kind of taboo, you don't deal with them, you stay yep. away from them. Tell us all about this whole connection. Yeah, you hit the, the nail on the head, and um, that's the reality. If we study a little bit of history, we will see that uh, before Christopher Columbus came from the European continent to the, to the American continent, uh, there was no horses here, there was no cows here, there was no pigs here, there were no chickens here. And uh, Native Americans used to eat some meat once in a mm. while, but it was something, for example, a buffalo. They would go hunt that buffalo. But they didn't gather the buffalo and put him in just one place. Uh -huh, good point. They left the buffalo roam wild all over the place. While the Europeans 
happen to do the husbandry type of approach for thousands of years. And if you notice in the history of Europe, they would get hit over and over by pandemics on a cyclical type mm. of basis. The Black Plague, the Plague of Venetia, the Plague of London, in which uh, mortality such as 10,000 people were dying mm. every, uh, every day, or in which half of the population of Europe was wiped out. And if you analyze where these diseases came from, they came from the close contact of animals and humans. So when Christopher Columbus came in his second trip, this has been documented very well in the scientific literature, it brought for the first time to the continent of America pigs. And that created a swine flu, which devastated half of the population of the Americas disappear secondary to that. This has been very well documented. So this is back in the 1500s. That's right. In 1500 and and, and so. This is amazing stuff and it really uh, gets us thinking about indigenous wisdom here in North America, doesn't it? That's right. Eddie, the book has got a whole section on this uh, and you got these great graphics. I mean, you've got tombstones with animal pictures and where the uh how many uh, they killed (laughs) that's exactly right i'm looking at everything from swine flu in 2009 to the picture of a pig on the tombstone and uh hong kong flu with a bird on there there's another section here that a lot of uh people well i'll tell you you know it's underestimated some of these uh things you're talking about here. One that uh, I think we're hearing a little bit more about just because of all the interest with vitamin D is sunshine. You talk about a lot more benefits from sun exposure than just vitamin D. We want to talk about that some, but before we do, I know we're going to run out of time in this segment, and I want to make sure that folks who are just jumping on they're saying, hey, this sounds like great stuff. I can download some of this free. I heard that, but I didn't get the website down. So I'd like to make sure, Eddie, uh, Dr. Ramirez, that we get that website out one more time. So tell us how people can get a lot of these great resources. So go to HealthWise, H-E-A-L-T-H-W-H-Y-S, HealthWise store and go to free downloads and you can uh, get a hold of a few of these chapters for free and share them with your friends and so forth. This is what they're for. Tremendous. Dr. Eddie Ramirez and his team have been putting together some great resources to help you, to help your family. We're going to talk more about the Pandemic Busters book, but we've also going to feature a new book called I Have the Flu. What shall I do? It's a children's book. You don't want to miss that. It's coming up in this show. American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're going to be back with more right after these important announcements. Don't go away. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please reach out to us on the web at A-I-A-N-L dot O-R-G. That stands for American Indian Alaska Native Living. Again, A-I-A-N-L dot org. Or you can call us at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this.
We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. When Jim died, I wondered if I would be able to keep the farm. Then I heard about the USDA's loan program for socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. It's for women and minorities who may be having trouble getting credit. Once I was approved, the USDA's Farm Service Agency helped me get the credit I needed. Now I don't have to sell, and I can pass the farm down to my kids the way Jim's dad passed it down to him. I know he'd like that. Contact your local USDA Service Center or visit www.fsa.usda.gov. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. I am here with Dr. Eddie Ramirez. Dr. Ramirez is the executive director of a very exciting project, a group, an organization called HealthWise Lifestyle Medicine. If you're just joining us, the website is HealthWise, H-E-A-L-T-H-W-H-Y-S dot com. Among the things that his group does is they produce very interesting educational resources. We're going to come back to talking about a book that is designed to help your immune system. But before we do, Eddie, we've been talking a lot about resources, especially the book Pandemic Busters, but your group does a whole lot more. Tell us a little bit more about things. If people go to your website or if they just want to know more about HealthWise, what could they benefit from as far as their personal health? That's right. So in our in our website, and also we have a newsletter that you can sign in, uh, we share uh, research about the latest things that you can be doing uh, in order to maintain optimal health. We also do different uh, health programs in universities, in churches, in community centers. And I also travel internationally. I have been to 88 countries no speaking. Way. No uh, way. I just got back uh, literally a few weeks ago. I was together with my wife and two of my daughters. We were doing uh, seminars in uh, Norway, 
in uh, Belgium and a huge seminar uh, for Italy. So, yes. Uh, Amazing. I actually Amazing. never stopped during the pandemic. I continued traveling. I went where it was open. <laughs> okay. It was open the country I, I would go and, and visit it. So, had the opportunity of going all over Africa and many places in South America and Central America. Wow. So, just getting the word out there, trying to help people with their health, trying to help them optimize their health. That is so amazing. Let's talk more about the book, Pandemic Busters, and especially about this element that we introduced in our last segment, and that is sunshine. So vitamin D, I think a lot of people have heard about that connection. I see many of my patients, even if I'm seeing for the first time, they may be taking a vitamin D supplement. And I think a lot of folks have thought, well, sunshine, it's vitamin D. But there's a whole lot more to the story, right? That's right. You know, um, many people, for example, have issues with sleep. Mm -hmm. And as I tell my patients, we don't solve the problem of the sleep in the night. We mm. solve it in the day. Okay. And um, a very interesting uh, piece of research came out uh, in which we have people that were claiming to be night people. Okay, night they owls. Said, That's huh? right. They would, they would say, you know, I function better uh, in the night, uh, I'm not a morning person and so forth. So basically, the, the research project was very simple. They took all artificial things from them, no computers, no cell phones, no tablets. They put these people on a camping type of setting. Okay. And uh, uh, they put them to sleep on tents. Mm. Oh, think about like the teepees, you know, in the, in the old days. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically... Um, after a couple of days, every single single one of those night owls became morning people. Uh, because, you know, when you're camping after sunset, you can only do so much. You know, you talk to somebody and so forth. But then what else do you do but go to sleep? Uh -huh. And then because you're in a tent, uh, the sunlight is able to come in. And is able to start the process of waking you up in a natural way. And by being exposed to that bright light early in the morning, it's one of the best ways of increasing certain chemicals in your brain, which makes you feel good. And those chemicals at night become serotonin, melatonin, uh, increasing your quality of sleep. So in the old days, you know, as our ancestors used to live in um, very uh, primitive type of, uh, of settings, you would get that sunlight in the day and then there was no artificial light messing around your uh, internal cycles. So the sleep of our ancestors was nice and deep. So a lot of times when people use the word primitive, they're, uh, they're trying to uh, say that it's, uh, it's bad, you know, that it's backwards. <laughs> but when I hear you using that term, you're saying this is like cutting-edge medical science. So we may say it's primitive in terms of being in the past, right? That's right. <laughs> so tell us about this infrared uh, radiation. You've talked about it here in your book, The Pandemic Busters. Why is that so important? Yeah, if we remember, you know, light is not just white. Isaac Newton helped us to understand that light is composed of multiple colors. So one of those happens to be the infrared light. And uh, there's uh, some fascinating research coming out out of this one. 
how uh, infrared light is very much related to our circulatory system. Hmm. It helps the body increase the amount of a chemical by the name of nitric oxide. And your arteries need nitric oxide in order to improve uh, blood circulation in your body. In fact, if somebody has issues of atherosclerosis, you know, the closure of the arteries due to atherosclerosis, when you give them uh, a better option of increasing nitric oxide, you can measure how that blood flow improves. Also, we have these internal pumps of energy in every single one of our cells. And research has shown that as you expose yourself to that infrared light, actually, those pumps happen to work more efficiently. That may explain why when you go camping, even though you may not have had the most fantastic night, you know, it's not the same as your bed, somehow it just feel good just being in nature and being exposed to the elements in that way. And again, that's the way that our ancestors used to live. Mm -hmm. Our ancestors, you know, were working on agriculture. We know very well the system and everything that we used to put together, the corn, the chilies, the pumpkins, the beans. They, not like today that we separate things, but rather put them together and they were working hard there. By the time the evening came, it was time to socialize, to connect with others, to have a good time. And then everybody went to sleep and nobody had problems with insomnia. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's amazing stuff. And you put that all together in the book, Pandemic Busters. We may come back to that later in the show because you got such a wealth of material there. And, and people, I think, are really, like you said, they're connecting with this book. I know, I just know the illustrations, the graphics. I mean, it's really laid out beautifully. And that, for so many people today, if it's not visually appealing, it doesn't really draw them in, does it? We actually had a designer in the Ukraine designing this. Really? And the bombs were literally falling nearby her home oh, no. and she was actually working in this and uh, i believe this was actually therapeutical you know <laughs> uh -huh. if you're just thinking about the disaster that is going around you uh, -huh. uh you know that's not good for your mental health but when your mind is busy <laughs> doing something there's actually a therapeutic effect and at the same time, we were praying for her. You know, she told us, <laughs> sent us a message and said, you know, I believe I'm alive because you guys were praying for me. And that's uh -huh. what we were doing there. You know, we were praying hard for her. <laughs> they may be protected from all the things happening there. And uh, yeah, she was able now today, a uh, couple of months ago, she was able to move to uh, Germany with oh, her wow. daughter. So now, now she's there, safe there. Wonderful, wonderful. I've got another book in front of me here. I wish we could show these on a radio show, but obviously that's not possible. I mentioned this in the previous segment. I have the flu. What shall I do? Uh, this is a book for children. What, was there a certain age group that you had in mind? Yep. We are focusing here on the preschooler type of uh, children. Okay. So around seven, six, five, or, or younger. You know, uh, we are in a big battle in our world in which we have all these marketing uh, companies mm -hmm. trying to convince our dear children that they need to be eating junk food, that they need to be getting into certain addictions, that they need to be eating all this sugar, and all these harmful things that are devastating the health of many of our dear 
loved ones. And uh, we believe that we need to be encouraging children to make better choices. So that's why we wrote this book. It's called, I Have the Flu, What Should I Do? And it goes through different behaviors that little children can start to learn and apply, such as going to bed early, choosing not to be eating so much sugar, uh, doing exercise, enjoying hydrotherapy, and many of these good behaviors. This is actually a series that we're going to be oh, writing. Really? Nice. So the next book, we're actually working on it. It's called I Have the Blues. What should I do? Ah. Talking about <laughs> mental health, which uh, after COVID, statistics were showing us that the mental health of children was going downhill, secondary Whoa. to the lockdowns and all this trauma that happened during this time. This is just great stuff. And what I love about it is you're targeting things that engage families, engage kids. So you might not say, hey, kids, come. And you know, here's a book that teaches you about health. But no, here's something you're dealing with right now. And here's some simple strategies. Again, wonderfully illustrated, just drawing children and their families in, aren't they? That's right. Uh, illustrated by that uh, Ukrainian that I was just uh, mentioning a minute ago. <laughs> Very good. We have to step away, but we're going to talk more about HealthWise, the amazing uh, team that you're working with, people that you're collaborating with from all over the world, literally, how it's impacting people's health. Stay tuned with us. I'm Dr. David DeRose. Dr. Eddie Ramirez is not going away. You don't want to miss the last half of our show coming up right after this. American Indian and Alaska Native Living will continue in a moment. If you have questions or comments about today's pre-recorded broadcast, please contact us on the web at AIANL.org. Or call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. A message from the National Police Association. It used to be that any able-bodied person would offer to assist a police officer in danger. Now, passers-by are more likely to take a video. There's a better use for your phone when an officer's in trouble. Call 911. Tell the operator where you are and what you see. Then, start your video to provide evidence later. To learn more about how you can assist law enforcement, visit nationalpolice.org. That's nationalpolice.org. Unlike other health concerns, mental illness is not always easy to see. Depression won't show up on an eye chart, and you can't measure it on your bathroom scale. Sorting out a mental health concern is not something to attempt on your own. You won't find a bipolar disorder by looking at a thermometer. Like many other health conditions, help for mental illness takes professional diagnosis and treatment. Anxiety won't just go away under a stick-on bandage. So the sooner you seek treatment, the better. If you or a loved one has a mental health concern, don't go it alone. Find out what to do. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. Learn more at samhsa.gov support. That's S-A-M-H-S-A slash support. Using meth taught me everything about freedom, only not like you think. It taught me how easy it is to lose your freedom. If you think meth is taking control of you, Ask for help. You have the power to be truly free. I know. 
I'm Jan, and I'm free from meth. If you or someone you know is struggling with meth, call 1-800-662-HELP for 24-hour free and confidential treatment referral. Learn more at samhsa.gov meth. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to the second half of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. I'm Dr. David DeRose. We're talking with Dr. Eddie Ramirez. Eddie is someone, uh, if you've been with us from the beginning of the hour, you've heard that he's been all over the world, 88 countries, educating people about practical lifestyle strategies that can make a difference. A lot of us in this space, in this lifestyle medicine space, we've been talking more about infectious diseases. And Eddie, you've done just some amazing work. There's a lot of resources out there, but you really put out stuff that appeals to people across cultural lines, across uh, reading ability lines. I mean, you got technical stuff, all kinds of scientific references in, in the book Pandemic Busters, but these illustrations that just kind of draw people in, even children, I can imagine, getting engaged. So we love that work, but we want to step away from it just for a moment. We're going to come back to it. But some folks are intrigued. They're listening throughout Indian country, and they're saying, we would love to have someone like this come. And before we talk, you do have indigenous roots, right? Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I've done my DNA, and uh, I am uh, 30% uh, Native American blood. Uh, so my Native American blood is from the center of Mexico uh, and from the northern part of Mexico. And I'm amazed at this uh, testing of uh, DNA. You know, I didn't tell the, the, the testing company, you know, where my ancestors came from. I've done my genealogy and so forth. Yet the testing came. You have blood from this particular state in northern Mexico and this particular states in southern Mexico, exactly where my dad and my mom come from. I mean, it's amazing how accurate these tests are becoming. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, I know when we've talked before, you know, you have this because of your indigenous roots. I mean, not North American, but Central American. That's right. Uh, you resonate with a lot of these uh, the indigenous uh, history here in the Americas. Tell me how that's influenced you as a physician. Yeah, again, coming back to my genetics, um, um, the test came out saying that I'm a very high risk for diabetes. Uh, just like the uh, native people here in America are high risk because of my genetics. So personally, I have a big passion for metabolic diseases because metabolic diseases are devastating people worldwide and uh, after working in lifestyle settings uh, lifestyle medicine settings for more than 20 years i have seen with my own eyes how many of these cases were able to reverse mm. them literally through lifestyle interventions so this has been a personal quest of mine to go to all the world <laughs> giving hope to people not only native americans are high risk for diabetes but other ethnic groups such as uh, Pacific Islanders, 
people in Papua New Guinea, people, uh, native people of Australia, uh, Asians, uh, people from the uh, Indian in India and so forth. So I had the opportunity of being in most of those places personally, educating people, giving them hope. And also I have published actually how diabetes is able to be reversed. You can go to my uh, YouTube page, dr. EddieRamirez.com. Eddie is E D D I E R A M I R E Z. DrEddieRamirez.com. There is uh, a testimony there of one of our patients that came recently, and uh, he's telling you there how he was using all these medications, and by the time he finished the intervention, he was able to stop all those medications uh, secondary to applying the principles of lifestyle medicine. I have jotted down this uh, website. It points, it directs, redirects to YouTube, right? That's right. So if I put in DR for doctor, because you're an right. MD, mm-hmm. Eddie, E-D-D-I-E, E-D-D-I-E, yes, correct? That's right. Ramirez, R-A-M-I-R-E-Z. That's right. Dot com. That's correct. It's not going to go to to some proprietary website. It's going to redirect me right to YouTube. YouTube. That's right. And all kinds of videos that you've done. That's correct. And all the time I put new videos and so forth. So you can even subscribe to the to the to the website. There's even a, a viral one there. It has two point eight million views. That's a lot of people. About sleep. Um, wow. So yes. Uh, now you're bilingual. That's correct. Well, I'm more than bilingual, but yes. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me what all, all the languages you I speak. I speak also Norwegian. No way. Italian, really? Romanian. I mean, fluently all those languages. Yes. <laughs> I did not realize that. Well, sorry to limit your linguistic abilities, Eddie. Okay. So uh, I was wondering, you know, you travel all around the world, but you you must have an interest in languages as well, huh? Yes, it's a personal passion of mine. My daughter was born in Norway. I lived many years there. Okay. Okay. Well, I've I've got the big picture. So, so Eddie, if someone, it might not be as glamorous or maybe more glamorous, depending on your perspective, they want you to come to another location in North mm-hmm. America. Maybe uh, we're speaking right now to someone who's listening to the show. Maybe they're a tribal leader, mm-hmm. maybe in the Northwest, maybe in Alaska, right. uh, maybe in the uh, Southeast, wherever, somewhere throughout the country. And they'd say, boy, I think this uh, Dr. Ramirez could make a difference in our community. Do you actually have any openings in your schedule in the next year? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, I I have spoken to Native American groups. Uh, There's a school called Holbrook uh, Mm -hmm. in uh, Arizona. Uh, I had an opportunity there to be sharing with the with the students. Also, I was in Page. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Also, I spoke there and and so forth. So, yeah, if somebody wants to to contact me, the the best way would be to send me an email. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be E as in elephant, Ramirez, R-A-M-I-R-E-Z. And this is at uh, Weimar, W-E-I-M-A-R dot E-D-U for educational. Again, E Ramirez at Weimar dot E-D-U. Yeah, I'll be happy. I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not that type of picky speaker that says, oh, unless you have... 10,000 people I'll speak there. No, you know, my mission is that, uh, you know, different groups have different needs. Sometimes they're big, sometimes they're small, and they're all worth, uh, you know, encouraging and visiting them. Wonderful. 
So I've got doc. Uh, I've got drediramirez.com for your YouTube channel. That's right. And then eRamirez at weimar.edu for our way to contact you. That's right. And also, I'll, I'll leave you my Twitter. I'm I'm actually quite active on on Twitter. If you wanna, you know, get encouraged with the latest of science and so forth, um, my Twitter account is e d d i e r d m d. So again, e d d i e r d m d. I try to communicate to both audiences, the professional that likes to find journals and so forth, mm -hmm. and also the average person that just wants to learn how to improve their health. I usually send things in both directions. So, Eddie, let's go back now to talking about the book, Pandemic Busters. So folks know they can book you. They can get you to come out to their, their venue. But we want to talk more about Pandemic Busters and about the new children's book because these are things that people can tap into wherever they're at, whether they're listening to this uh, internationally or here in the States. So here's the question I've got with the, the Pandemic Busters book. So many people talking about all kinds of high-tech stuff. You've got a lot of uh, what some people would call low-tech stuff, <laughs> but just really, really powerful stuff. One of them, you make um, something practical that uh, a lot of people say, why do you have a chapter on this? And it's this topic of self-control, the magic of self-control. Now, this, of course, cuts across uh, pandemic questions, but relates to all kinds of lifestyle things. Why did you feel that was so important to put that in the book? You know, everything starts there. Hmm. If you talk to somebody, you ask them, do you know sugar is not good for you? Mm -hmm. Most people are, are going to say, yeah, I know sugar is not good for me. So how come you're using it? Okay, okay. <laughs> it comes back to the option of self-control. And uh, there's very interesting research uh, demonstrating that uh, children with self-control are more likely to be uh, more stable uh, adults. Uh, so I believe that... Uh, these communities, Native American communities, they were all built upon having somebody of character that was above everybody, mm. leading them in the, in the right direction. And those elders would always encourage good principles to those followers that were under them. And I believe we need to retake that responsibility that we have as mature adults in order to promote these types of principles such as self-control. You know, some things are, are maybe pleasurable, Mm -hmm. but may not necessarily be the best things for us. Uh, you can, you know stories, you know, how some people have been tremendously devastated about alcohol. Right, and you've right. seen, you know, how uh, many of the Native American reservations have been devastated by alcohol. Yet, we need to take a step back and avoid in the first step partaking of things like this because we know that they may have consequences. So we focus on that self-control because we know that many 
good habits and bad habits, that's where their origin is, at the level of the self-control. And this is something that as we practice, as we put it in real life, it becomes easier, it becomes second nature. So even though if you're listening to me and you're saying, but doctor, you know, I have very bad self-control, well, you need to take one step at a time. The strategy that it is used in programs like Alcoholic Anonymous, take one day at a time. Mm, Think about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Can I for one day avoid it? Uh-huh. Can I for one day start doing it, such as exercise or going to bed and so forth? As you break it down into chewable pieces, you can start practicing that self-control that will start becoming part of you. You know what I so love about what you're talking about? You're making this connection, not just about what an individual does, but you're trying to recapture what I would say is uh, something that I've seen as an indigenous value, and that is the power of community, the power of respecting leadership. I mean, this is something, you know, today we hear a lot about individual freedom, individual choice, people making their own decisions. You're not depreciating any of that. But you're saying, you know, we've lost, it seems like, this idea of role models in our communities. I really appreciate you trying to refocus our attention on that. Eddie, our time has just about slipped away from us in this segment. But before we step away, there's some folks that uh, can't stay for our final impactful segment that I know we've got. How do they get a hold of uh, your website, just to, as a single point of contact? Yep. So just go ahead and visit Health wise, health as in H E A L T H W H Y S dot com. You'll want to find resources, sign up for a newsletter, and enjoy these uh, positive messages so that you can impact our communities and bring health and happiness as they go together. We're stepping away just briefly. Dr. Eddie Ramirez staying by for our final segment. I'll be with you. You don't want to miss this. Some final insights that can help you and help your family as well as your tribe and your community right after these important words. I'm Dr. DeRose. Today's broadcast has been pre-recorded. However, if you have questions about today's show or would like further information, please call 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. We'll be right back after this. If a natural disaster comes knocking, how prepared is your family? You can't just close the door on earthquakes, floods, or hurricanes and hope they go away. That's why it's important to make a plan now. Ready.gov slash plan has the tools and tips you need to prepare your family for an emergency. So if disaster shows up at your doorstep, you'll be ready. Visit ready.gov slash plan and make a plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I'm just texting him back. I'm just posting a story. I'm just changing the song. I'm just... No. When it comes to distracted driving, just don't. Sending a text takes your eyes off the road for just five seconds, but in that time, your car can travel the length of an entire football field. Any distracted driving just isn't worth it. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What is a number story? My number story started with fear and a lack of support, and it has led me to be there for others. A number story begins in our childhood with ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. 
My number story begins with the separation from my father and the emotional abandonment from my mother and leads to me being a role model to not only myself, but those around me by becoming the person that wasn't there for me. Aces are so common, two-thirds of us have one. My number story begins with drug abuse and homelessness and leads to realizing that I can live life by my own standards. A study found the more ACEs, the more likely we may experience a host of serious health effects, physical and mental, but that doesn't need to be the case. Your ACE number is simply an entry point to your own story. Where it leads is up to you. My number story begins with years of emotional abuse and leads to peace, clarity, and security in my self-worth. Take control of where your number story leads at numberstory.org. You're listening to Dr. David DeRose on American Indian and Alaskan Native Living. Your comments and questions are welcome. Call now at 1-800-775-HOPE. That's 1-800-775-4673. Here again is Dr. DeRose. Welcome back to our final segment of today's edition of American Indian and Alaska Native Living. If you couldn't tell by the ambient noise, we are in a convention setting. We're at ASI 2022, the International Convention. It's being held in Orlando, Florida. We're recording in August of 2022. Dr. Eddie Ramirez has been with us from the top of the hour. Eddie, you are the executive director of a group called HealthWise, full name, HealthWise Lifestyle Medicine. This uh, organization has been around making an impact in many positive ways under some different names over the years. I can remember some years ago actually being there in uh, Reading, Pennsylvania. I believe that's where that's you're right. based. We used to be based. Now we're in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Okay, okay. So uh, back years ago in Reading, I was there. I think they had me giving some lectures or something there as well as uh, interfacing with some of the team. So a long history of making a difference in that community. I know there's a rehabilitation hospital there mm-hmm. at one point that That's right. your organization was involved with. Right now, though, you've got some other interesting things in the pipeline. We've been speaking about books. We've been speaking about traveling. But tell us a little bit more about what you see happening with HealthWise down the road. Mm-hmm. One of the big projects that we have is sometime in the near future, to start a lifestyle center where people can wow. come and uh, receive in a living type of program all these lifestyle interventions that we have been talking about. We're also uh, about to embark in uh, a new project about dementia. You know, after working for 20-plus years in uh, lifestyle center settings, I saw how diseases such as diabetes, hypertension, obesity, depression are being reversed. But the current research is showing us that the people that end up with dementia, there's some previous steps that led into that. And uh, sadly, this is something that is also affecting many of the Native American communities. Hmm. So there are needs of educational materials that can educate us on what we can do to avoid problems such as dementia. The research is nice and solid. So what we're doing, we're doing a video project in which we're going around literally the world interviewing top experts in their field so we can learn from them 
what type of things we should be doing or avoiding in order to have good mental health in the future. As you know, somebody, for example, with Alzheimer's disease, the body may be strong, but if the mind is gone, it's game over. Mm -hmm. And we want to avoid arriving at that point. So that's a project that we have. We also are going to be writing a new book about a principle by the name of neuroplasticity. Mm. And uh, neuroplasticity is how our brains change and how we can harness that power of neuroplasticity in order to improve our minds, be able to have better self-control, a better character, and many other good characteristics that everybody appreciates. Eddie, this is uh, remarkable stuff. And I, I know folks already, when you mentioned dementia, they're saying, okay, this guy's doing research. He's got to have some ideas already. W what are you learning at this point? I know you're not ready to come out with the book and these other resources, but what are you seeing that you'd like to tell my listeners they should be aware of if they're trying to keep their mental faculties? One of the biggest things uh, that may be uh, affecting the Native American population happened to be what we found out, that, that most of the dementia cases, they have a brain insulin resistance. Okay. So, it means that if somebody has insulin resistance, they are at higher risk of acquiring a problem like Alzheimer's disease. And uh, I like to teach this to my patients in the following way. Think about a boat. How strong your boat is has to do a little bit with genetics. But, you know, as the boat starts traveling through life and as we start taking choices, many times we may be doing things that are weakening that uh, uh, structure of our own boat by, you know, not taking care of our weight, by partaking of things like alcohol, like not sleeping enough, like being under too much stress, the structure of our boat starts to weaken. And then water starts sipping in. The boat is not sinking yet, but little water is starting to sink in. Research is showing us that even at that point, we can do something to avoid sinking the boat mm. by starting taking responsibility and started choosing better options, started to lose the weight that we need to lose the weight, started to participate programs like reversing diabetes that I know that some of these communities are running. You can start stopping that water sipping in in your boat because if you don't stop that water, now it's not just going to be little drops, but it starts going to pour down your mm. boat, and sadly, it's going to be game over by that point. We don't want to arrive to that point. And that's why um, this type of programs give this essential information. It's not only insulin resistance, by the way. It's, it's more than 30 points that we need to be taking care of. As you become aware of them, you're able to choose better so that your boat doesn't sink before time. 
I appreciate the strong educational emphasis. And what we've mentioned in this show, Eddie, is not only are you interested in speaking to people across cultures, not only are you interested in speaking to people with indigenous roots and others who seem far removed from those indigenous roots, but you're trying to speak across the age span. As we were speaking off air, this book that we mentioned earlier, I Have the Flu, What Shall I Do?, you said just came off the press this week. Did I get Literally. that right? <laughs> That's right. It's hot off the press. <laughs> so tell us why someone would want to pick up a copy of this book. Why would a parent or a grandparent or an elder, why would they want that in their home? That's right. You know, we are in a war right now. Our young people are the prey of marketing strategists trying to convince them that uh, certain products uh, may bring them some temporary pleasure, but unfortunately, there is some negative things behind them, trying to encourage them to eat junk food, sugary foods, fatty foods, that may not be the best thing, especially because of our genetics. As I mentioned previously, I'm at high risk for diabetes. Uh, I could be prey to this if, if I were to start choosing that direction. And I believe we need to start at the level of our children. And uh, this is the focus of this book trying to encourage little children to choose what is the best for them. So imagine you as a grandfather, as a mother, opening the pages of this book and uh, with beautiful illustrations, with uh, uh, good rhymes, started to teach them what are better choices for them to do. What I love about the book is, like we talked earlier, it's not just about physical health. You've got some of these uh, concluding pages of the book dealing with mental health. Why did you want to make sure that was included in the book? Yeah, um, you know, we have a, a big crisis in our midst, as uh, especially after the pandemic, uh, the number of mental health issues, especially among children, is increasing tremendously. And the reason why we link emotional health with the flu is that we know very clear that when somebody is under emotional turmoil, it is more likely to get sick and so forth. As somebody going through a divorce, somebody going through a difficult situation, because through a principle called psychoneuroimmunology, we know that our emotions have an impact on our immunity. And therefore, the emphasis on that. Tremendous. Eddie, we so appreciate what you're doing. And I know folks are going to be reaching out to you or taking advantage of your books, your website. If you just want to point people to a single place, what would that be? Yeah, I will encourage them to visit healthwise.com. So remember, the wise is W-H-Y-S, healthwise.com. Okay, Dr. Eddie Ramirez doing some amazing stuff under the umbrella of HealthWise Lifestyle Medicine. You heard that website, healthwise.com. Well, that's all for today. I'm Dr. David DeRose, as always, wishing you the very best of health.
Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.